raise your hand. How many of you believe that Jesus is going to return to this earth? Raise your hand. I believe that he is. And I believe it could be today. If you've never trusted Christ as Savior, today is the day of salvation. You want to be ready to meet him when he returns. Open your Bibles again to 2 Chronicles chapter 34. 2 Chronicles chapter 34. And just mark your Bibles there as we will look at several verses as we go through the message this morning. And the message is entitled, Even a King Needs an Example to Follow. Even a King Needs an Example to Follow. Heavenly Father, thank you for the Word of God. And I pray that you'd bless the preaching of your Word today. May it be filled with the presence and power of the Holy Spirit of God. And I pray that every person from the youngest to the oldest under the sound of my voice will come under the arrest and attention of the working of the Holy Spirit in our minds and in our hearts and in our lives today. I pray that the Word of God will make a difference in our thinking, and thus making a difference in our behavior. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless in this building today and the many, many folks that are watching this service online around the country and even around the world. I pray that you'd bless and you would be honored. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The history of Israel and their kings is quite an interesting study. Anytime you study the nation of Israel, it is a nation that is above all nations. Now, you understand that God chose the nation of Israel to bless not just all people, but all the nations of the world would be blessed by and through the nation of Israel. It is quite interesting to read about the history of the kings. There were three kings of the United Nation of Israel. Now, it was never called the United Nation of Israel, but those of you who have an idea of Bible history understand that the nation of Israel divided into the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The first three kings of the nation of Israel were Saul and then David and then Solomon. Those three men served as the king of Israel. When Jesus returns, he will sit down on the throne of David. That in itself is an interesting study, and you can find many subjects under the heading of the kings of Israel to be not only interesting, but see that they are timely for the day that we live in today. After Solomon came a king by the name of Rehoboam. And when Rehoboam became king, he sought counsel from two groups. He sought counsel from the old men, and he sought counsel from a group of young men. The old men recommended that he follow the ways of David and that he be a servant of the people. Now, that didn't appeal to Rehoboam. He had no interest in using the king's throne as serving the people, but he desired to be served. So he followed the advice and the counsel of the young men who said, you should multiply the taxes of people and that will give you even more to make your coffers full and make you a great king. The reasoning of the young men was and most always is faulty. While he may have increased the taxes, he divided the nation. And when he divided the nation, you now have the northern kingdom, Israel, and then the southern kingdom, Judah. 
in that line of kings, you have good, bad, bad, good, bad, 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 good kings. Our study today and our message comes from 2 Chronicles chapter 34 where you have King Josiah. Now as was the king, so went the nation, for example. When the king was wicked, such as Ahab and his uh, uh, co-partner there, uh, Jezebel, uh, the people were sinful and they were, uh, and they were, they provoked the God of heaven. When you had a righteous king, the people rejoiced. What's interesting to discover is that every king, when he took the throne, whether he was wicked or righteous, he would surround himself with prophets. Yes, the word prophet is used for both. However, the wicked king would hire prophets that would tell him what he wanted to hear. The righteous king would listen to the prophets of what God wanted them to know. It's interesting to read of the prophets of Ahab and Jezebel. And everybody had a prophet. Sometimes they were good and sometimes they were false prophets. Among the kings of the southern tribes, Judah, was Josiah, the boy king, who became king at eight years old. Eight years old, Josiah becomes a king. Now, when you look at the lineage, you'll find that he is number 16. He is number 16. His father is Ammon. Ammon was a wicked king. And uh, his father was Manasseh. He, too, was a wicked king. But the Bible says that uh, uh, Josiah followed his father, David. Now, the word father here, uh, when you study the context, you'll find it to be not his father or his dad, but his forefather. Uh, And you'll find that there was a priest there by the name of Hilkiah. Boy, this is so important what I'm about to say. Hilkiah was a teacher of young Josiah who was eight years old. He, like Dr. Young, was a teacher, a preacher, a prophet teacher. That's what Brother Young is. He is a Christian school educator. He is not a part of the woke crowd. Not a part of the woke generation, but he teaches our children. And there are many teachers that are here today. Uh, There are some that homeschool their children. And the reason you do that is not just to keep them uh, uh, from the uh, dangers and difficulties that are out there in the world today, but that you could give them the best uh, quality and Christian education. So Brother Young would teach our children about our forefathers. He would tell them about those men and, and uh, that made a great sacrifice to come to our nation and the purpose for which they came. Uh, the Mayflower Compact declaring that they came not just searching for freedom but the opportunity to spread the gospel of Christianity. And the Constitution which was highly influenced by preachers and men of God. And our Declaration of Independence highly influenced by men of God. And so Josiah had a good teacher by the name of Hilkiah. And Hilkiah told him about his forefathers. Now that was good for him because he did not want to follow the ways of his father Ammon. His father Ammon was an idolater. That means he worshipped idols rather than the God that had delivered their nation from the land of Israel or Egypt and given them the land of Canaan. He learned about Manasseh, his grandfather, but he didn't want to be like him. And so he decided 
I'll pick David. He seems to be the best forefather we ever had, and I'll do what he did. And what an interesting and what a wonderful chapter. And every person here, no matter your age, young or old, you see that young Josiah, the boy who became the king at eight years old, he needed an example to follow. Now may I say this morning, you are the king of your life. That means you make the decisions of your life. We've heard for a generation, my rights, my rights, my rights, my rights. I want to declare to you today, not only are your decisions your rights, they're your responsibilities. And few ever talk about the responsibility of their rights. They just want to make their own decisions. And sadly, some will make the wrong decision, proving that it is their own decision. How foolish. I want to say, young people, your parents can teach you and your teachers can teach you, but you're the one that decides what you're going to think about. Teenagers, your youth pastor and your Sunday school teachers and your pastor can preach and teach the Word of God to you, but you're the one that decides what you're going to ponder on and what your heart is going to follow. You see, you too are the king of your life. Teenage girl, look at me. You're the king, the queen of your life. You not only have the right, you have the responsibility to make your choices. Now, while your parents and your pastor and other good influences in your life will encourage you to choose the right example to follow, you must choose. I love what Joshua said to the people. He said, choose you this day whom ye will serve. He didn't say choose today if ye will serve. He said choose whom because you are going to serve someone whether they be traveling in the right path or the wrong, you will choose. So you and I being the kings of our life, we need to follow the ways of the right example. I want to say this morning, even the king need an example to follow. I want to give you several things straight from this passage of scripture that all of us can see and all of us can understand. You understand that our nation today is much like the nation of Israel was when we come to 2 Chronicles chapter 34. There's a lot wrong with the nation of Israel. There were a lot of folks that were rebelling against God just like in our nation. That's beyond my comprehension uh, to understand thousands and thousands of people protesting and supporting uh, the terrorist organization of Hamas. I don't understand that. Perhaps I do understand it and don't want to, uh, and don't want to uh, realize that they are worshiping anybody who hates God. Perhaps they are following what they're hearing in school. And anti-Israel is anti-God. Did you hear what I said? I was told recently, I believe it was last week, maybe the week before, there was a pro-Hamas rally going on in Lexington. And they said, would you host a pro-Israel rally? I said, I'm going to Sunday at 1030. They said, would you host a prayer meeting? I said, I'm going to Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. That's what we do as Christians that know the word of God. 
I want to give you some things from the Bible. First of all, I want to say he chose the right example. He chose David. Now, every person has the right to choose who they're going to follow. I want you to understand that there were some 20 men uh, that Josiah could choose from to be the person he would follow, but he chose the one who was successful to pattern his life after. He did not choose the one that would bring him the quickest personal gratification. He chose the one that would bring the blessings of God in his life. He could have chosen Rehoboam and raised the taxes on the people, but he didn't do that. He chose the example that was the servant of the people. Young people, teenagers, senior citizens alike, listen to me this morning. You have a right to choose uh, your own example, and I challenge you this morning, choose the right example to follow. Now, here folks say in the world, they say this, they, they, they say this, they said, I'm not going to let the Bible dictate how I live, so let, they let the world dictate how they live. Now, looking at the end result of both, I think it would be a better decision to let the Word of God dictate how we live because, like it or not, everybody is following someone. And you can be put into a lot of different groups, but you can't find, you can't find anyone who is doing only what they want to do. They are following someone. I want to point out the fact that Josiah chose the right example to follow. He chose David. All of us choose the example to follow. Second of all, I want to point out he followed the ways of David. Not the personalities, but the behavior of David. That's very important to distinguish. He was not an innovator. He did not want to say, I want to do my own thing and be referred to as an innovator. Josiah was a copycat of successful behavior. I like that. I've said, I've said to preachers often that have said to me, who is it that you follow? And I've said, I'm a copycat of successful behavior. I have followed those in the word of God and those who followed the word of God who have, as a result of their life, seen people come to know Christ as Savior, to follow the Lord in believers' baptism, to walk in the ways of Christ. I'm not an innovator. I'm not trying to reinvent the church. I'm a copycat of those in the word of God. And Josiah decided that he would be not an innovator, but an imitator. King David was blessed of the Lord. Does it not make sense that Josiah followed the man that was most blessed of God? The kingdom was blessed of the Lord when the righteous were in authority. And he saw how Israel was blessed in the days of David, his forefather. And he decided what's left in this remnant of the nation of Israel. I'm going to follow David whose heart was after God because I want the same result that David had in his life. And a preacher tell me recently, he said this, he said, some churches today are just trying to mimic or imitate the great churches of the past rather than be their own church. And I said, you can put me down for one of those imitators. My identity is in Christ. I want you to read the word of God and say, boy, what happened in the church of Acts? That's what happens in our church. 
People are getting saved. Folks are getting baptized. Folks are following the Lord. Uh, folks are giving their life to serve God. Uh, folks are going to the mission field to spread the gospel. Young men uh, are, are surrendering to preach and to surrender to serve God. That's exactly what's going on in our church. And may it be that this is the pattern that we would follow, not only in our lives, but collectively in our church. The ways of David included, included ridding the land of sin and false worship. Now, let me have your attention here just a moment. I am sick and tired of folks saying this is their First Amendment rights and then turn around and tell those of us who believe the Bible and want to teach the Bible that you can't say that and you can't do that and you can't cram that religion down the throats of our children and they and their First Amendment rights are destroying the youth of our nation while saying you don't have a First Amendment right because what you want to say is what the Bible says. We need a revival of First Amendment rights when it comes to truth and when it comes to right. Like Naboth, David loved what his father owned and what his father handed down to him. We ought to love our heritage. Our nation's not a perfect nation, but we followed the best pattern that we could follow. We were influenced by the best book we could be influenced by. And not everything our forefathers done have done has been right. And I got news for this generation. Not everything in this generation will be right. But we ought to remember and be thankful for those that led us in the paths of righteousness. Rather than tearing down their statue, we ought to be teaching our children of the character and the obedience and the strength of those that have led us to the place we are in our nation today. I love number three. This is the most wonderful thing about Josiah. I want you to look at verse number 3. In the eighth year of his reign, so he's 16 years old when he was yet young. Don't miss it. He began to seek after the God of David, his father. First of all, he didn't know what to do, so he said, I'll just do whatever David did. But then he said, I want to know what made David the man he was. I want to know what caused David to walk in righteousness and lead the nation as a servant leader. I want to seek the God of David, not just follow the ways of David. Oh, listen to me, please. There are many young people like myself who've had a privilege to attend Christian education and we followed the ways of our parents, but we never came to the place that we sought the God. We never sought the God of our parents. And thus, when we left home, many left the ways of their parents. But the key to staying on the same path is not just seeking the ways of the Father, but seeking the God of the Father. Oh, hear me well, those of you that have privilege to either homeschool or Christian school or whatever school you go to, don't just choose an example to follow. Seek the God of that example. You see, it's God that gave the Ten Commandments, not our parents. It's God that gave his son to die on the cross for our sins, not our parents. I'm thankful that our parents followed that path. But oh, how we need a generation that will seek the God of our fathers. It was not the personality only. 
It was not the personal ability of David, but it was in fact who David followed that Josiah looked for. He looked for the God of David. Young people, and I'm not just preaching to teenagers today, and I'm not just speaking to young people, but I do say to young people, you don't need to just follow the ways of your parents. You need to read the Bible of your parents. Read the book. It's for you. It's not just for our parents. I'm thankful for grandparents. I'm thankful for parents. But seek the God of your parents. Seek the prayer life of your parents. Seek the ones that follow God. Do your examples follow the God of heaven? If they do not follow the God of heaven, then choose examples that do follow the God of heaven. I'm thankful for those Sunday school teachers that I so admired and looked up to as a third and fourth grade and fifth and sixth grade and seventh and eighth grade boy. I'm thankful as I heard the stories of my Sunday school teacher that I mention often, Brother Steve Johnson, a, uh, 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 an infantry soldier in Vietnam in 1969 and 1970. And to hear the stories that he told, I was captivated by the stories. I looked up to him and I wanted to be like him. But I'm glad I learned more than just he an example to follow I'm glad that he pointed me to the God that gave him what he was and the man he became. There's so much difference in following the ways of a person and following the God of the person. Are you following the God of your fathers? I'm thankful for the example of my own father. I love the example that he set. And I could walk in his ways, a man of integrity, a man of compassion for others. I'm thankful for that. But I didn't just seek to be like him. I wanted to know the God that made him what he was. For God was his strength and God was his rock and God was his ways. If I'm not careful, I'll just follow the ways of man and not follow the God that made the man what he was. I watched a video this past week. I don't know that it's public, uh, but uh, Brother Moore has it and has been working on it. And it's, a, and it's a video of Dr. Lewis Arnold all the way back in, I believe it is the 1940s or 50s. It, it, it appears to be in the 40s. And he got the idea from a businessman. He said, why don't we get us a gospel aeroplane? That's what they called it. The gospel. He said, what is a gospel aeroplane? He said, that's where we put loudspeakers on an aeroplane. And he said, I'll fly the plane. And Dr. Arnold, you preach the gospel while I fly the aeroplane around Lexington. Now, I have met folks, and some of you that have been here as long as I have, you know the stories. I've met folks that said, I was washing my dishes one day. Of course, my windows and doors were open. And I heard this voice in the sky reading the word of God and saying, get ready for the coming of Christ. One story that was there was of a man that was out working on his farm. And I, I, I don't remember if it was uh, Jessamine County or Fayette County. He was working in his farm and he heard this voice in the sky. And he, he looked up and he saw this airplane saying, get ready to meet God. And several folks trusted Christ as Savior. 
Now, Dr. Arnold was quite an amazing man as far as ideas were concerned in getting the gospel out. Uh, when they were uh, taking down the wall in Germany, and uh, or, I'm sorry, when they were putting up the wall, when they were putting it up, there were refugees going from one side to the other, fleeing uh, uh, that oppressive government. And he went over there and he preached the gospel to the refugees. What a great man he was. And I'm thankful that I had the privilege to know Dr. Arnold. He preached his last time in our church at age 101. I'd like to follow his ways. He preached from Isaiah 6 and said, Here am I, Lord, send me. That's what he preached. He went to heaven in just a few weeks after that. Ah, but listen to me. Thank God for the examples, but follow more than the examples. Seek the God. Seek the God. Seek the God. Seek the God of your fathers. Learn to know Him. Learn to trust Him. Learn to pray to Him. Learn to walk with Him. Seek His presence. Seek His power. Seek the God of your fathers. The fourth thing is interesting in verse number 8. That led them then to the house of God. Verse number 8, please. Now in the 18th year of his reign, and I love how this list is made in the 8th year is verse number 3, and then in the 12th year is verse number 3 and verse number 8. In the 18th year of his reign, 18 and 8 is 26. When he had purged the land and the house, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, and Maasiah, the governor of the city, and Joah, uh, the son of Joahaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. That took him, when he followed his example, when he followed the God of his example, that took him to the house of God. And you hear me well, if we pointed the children, if we pointed the students of our grade schools, of our high schools, and of, and of our colleges, if we pointed them to their forefathers of America, that would point them to the God of heaven. And if they followed the God of heaven very far, they would find themselves not fishing and hunting and camping and traveling on Sunday. They would find them. They would find their forefathers in the house of God. Do you know why the phrase under God is in our Pledge of Allegiance? Do you know why in God we trust became our official motto and it was printed on the coins and the money that we use today? You know why? Because Dwight D. Eisenhower would attend church on Sunday morning and he heard the Reverend Doherty preaching on America and America being a nation under God. And he said something should be done. You can find the sermon, the Reverend Doherty. You can find the sermon and you'll find that he said our pledge of allegiance ought to be distinguished from all other nations letting nations know that we're a nation under God. President Eisenhower said to congressmen who were in church with him that morning. I didn't say that was in the bar with him on Friday night. I said that was in church with him on Sunday morning. They said we need to do that. They went to Congress and Congress passed that year in the 50s. I believe it was announced on Flag Day 1956 uh, that under God would be official part of our Pledge of Allegiance because they wanted our children to know we're one nation under God. And if you followed our forefathers, the right example, it would take you to the right uh, God. It would take you to the right place, which is the house of God. Look at verse number 14. 
I'm running out of time. Can we set our clocks back today instead of waiting till the 5th? On the 14th, notice uh, uh, verse number 14. And when they had brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah, the priest found the book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. And Hilkiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book. Even a king needs a good example to follow. You want to find a good example? Look at some of the forefathers of our nation. See if the study of Abraham Lincoln doesn't take you to the God of heaven. See if the study of the God of Abraham Lincoln doesn't take you to the house of God. And doesn't take you to the word of God. Read it. Study it. There is a reason why they do not want our children to know the correct history of our nation. Because if one of them decided to follow their forefathers, they would kick out this sorry bunch that's teaching this this gross immorality and this reprobate thinking of foolishness in our schools. And it would take them back to God and take them back to the word of God. And I fear that somebody would declare, hey, I have found in the dusty old house, I have found the book. Let me show you how it ends. 2 Chronicles chapter 34. When he followed his forefathers, this is what happened. 2 Chronicles 34, go to verse number 19. And it came to pass, when the king, that, when the king had heard the words of the law, that he rent his clothes. Now, to rend their clothes was a sign of sorrow and repentance of sin when they read the law. I fear we have a generation that yet may be following their parents but not seeking the God of their parents. Not seeking then the house of God. Not finding then the word of God. And when Josiah read the word of God, he rent his clothes. Look at verse number 20. And the king commanded Hilkiah and Ahikam, uh, the son of Shaphan, and, and, and these men saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me and for them that are left in Israel and in all Judah concerning the works, the words of the book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do after all that is written in this book. It is time this generation chooses their example. And I want to say if this king needed an example to follow, you and I need an example to follow. And that example ought to take us to the God of heaven. And that God of heaven will take us to the house of God. And the house of God will take us to the word of God. And the word of God will take us to repentance. In verse number 27, he yielded his life to God. And verse number 34, he got burdened for others. And he said what our forefathers said in the first congress this book ought to be in every house in every hamlet in every town in America thus the first congress spent money on printing the old King James Bible that I hold in my hand this morning who's your example today stand with me if you will Who are your examples today? Think about it. Who are your examples? Who are your heroes? Who are the folks that impress you? 
that you follow and do the things that they do. Think about it, every area of life. If you sought their God, what would you find? And would their God take you to the house of God? And would that house of God take you to the word of God? Even the king needs an example to follow. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us to choose our examples wisely. Those that we can not only follow their ways, but we can learn their God. Oh, how America needs revival today. Oh, how it does. And this is exactly how it could learn if we would teach again and preach again to follow the right example. Bless our invitation, I do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Young is going to sing the invitation song. If you need to trust.